We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Rob Dawson here from the Field of 68 with another episode of the Top Dogs Podcast. Uh, it's going to be something short and sweet today. I, I watched all of the first two UConn games, and I have some thoughts, and I have some reactions, and I have some... Uh, I don't even know if critiques is the right word, because I don't think there's really anything negative that you could say that doesn't involve health and availability at this point. Uh, but we're going to be talking about those games and those 80 minutes of UConn basketball, because we finally have actual basketball to talk about. It's not prediction stuff anymore. There's games. There's there's things that we saw on the court. I uh, got a lot to talk about there. Um, we dropped the Marcus Williams episode on Friday. If you have not listened to that, you should go check it out. It should be in your podcast feeds right now. Uh, I don't know how much um media stuff that he's done in recent years but it is pretty interesting and 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 i i love his story uh getting back to college getting his degree uh finding to make sure finding a way to make sure that he graduated so good for him um like i said go make sure you go and check that out uh, before we get into everything else i just want to remind you if you are a college basketball fan at heart make sure you are subscribed to the field of 68 daily the link is in the description below it is our free newsletter and you can get it every single morning in your inbox 8 30 a.m it is the best way to start the day if you are a college basketball fan uh, i would also ask that you go check out our merch store field of 68.shop we have a bunch of cool gear in there and uh, for the rest of the week it is 20 percent off if you use the code champions at checkout we have some uh, champions classic gear in there. I know that doesn't really apply to UConn fans, but there is some cool stuff in that merch store. Um, all right. I also want to give a shout out to the football team, man. Listen, I honestly don't think I ever really cared about UConn football before. Not not like truly cared, not truly felt invested in uh in a game, invested in any kind of performance. Um, basically until like a month ago. Because what was the point, right? I'm all the way in now. You know, that win over Liberty Liberty to me. Uh, was a statement, and frankly, it felt pretty damn good when you consider that Liberty University stands for everything except liberty. Um, 
but I digress. Uh, Brett McMurphy and our field of 12 guys are trying to explain to me how this doesn't like guarantee that UConn's going to end up being a bowl game, but like, whatever. I don't know. I don't understand. That's kind of besides the point. Um, having a successful independent football program is something that I think is very important for the future of this athletic department. And I think that anything that is good for the future of this athletic department is good for the one thing that I care about in the athletic department. And that is UConn basketball. And it's football, man. Look, like having the chance to, to root for a team on Saturday afternoons in the fall uh, in games that actually matter and actually have some kind of consequence and some kind of impact on the national landscape. It's fun. I can get behind that. I'm all in. Jim Mora, here we go. Um, all right, so let's talk about the two wins. Let's talk about UConn basketball. That's what you guys are all here for. Anyway, uh, 85-54 win over Stonehill and 86-57 win over Boston University. Both are uh, solid basketball programs, I think is the best way to phrase it. Stonehill, obviously a Division One transitional program, and BU is you know part of the Patriot League, which is uh, about as low major as it gets in the sport. But dominant wins. Can't really ask for much more, considering the fact that uh, by the end of the BU game, there was only one player that was in UConn's rotation last season that was still playing, still available, still healthy. Uh, we're going to get into all that because I, I do think it's a little bit of concern, but there are reasons to kind of be a little bit uh, bullish on the impact that it can have, assuming that Jordan Hawkins, Andre Jackson, and, and Samson Johnson at some point find a way to get healthy and come back. Um Look, Adama Sanogo has been fantastic. Uh, he's top 10 right now on Ken Palm's player of the year rankings. He had 27 and 15 against BU. He had a couple threes that matters. Um, and we'll get into why, uh, but I don't, I'm not personally going to take too much out of the numbers. He's an all American playing against two programs that had, do not have the horses to be able to deal with him inside. I told you in two weeks ago, I told you that I'm not going to pay any attention to the stats that he puts up in these games because it should be expected that he puts up monster stats. He's averaging 23 points and 11 boards through two games. I think that would qualify as monster stats. Uh, to me, the single biggest takeaway that we can come out from these two games is Alex Caravan. I, I think that he's probably the biggest talking point. Um, I don't know how many people, I don't know how people that listen to this feel about Doug Gottlieb as a commentator and as a sports personality, but I think he's one of the sharpest minds uh, out there, especially when it comes to college basketball um, in media. And, and you know, talking with him the other day, I think it was on the Pac-12 preview podcast that we did for Field of 68 After Dark. Uh, he said the two most, two most important positions in college basketball are the point guard spot, for obvious reasons, and the four-man. Four uh, the, the fours are the pieces that make everything come together for a team in the modern uh, modern era of, of basketball, right? You need a guy that is able to step out and make threes to be able to space the floor and stretch the floor. You need someone that can be a passer and a ball mover if you're going to be playing four around one. You can't just have someone that is out there um, taking up space on the perimeter. It's not going to work. You need someone that can guard on the perimeter. You need someone that can hang in the paint. You need someone that can uh, that can handle guarding bigger players. Um, you need someone that can be switchable if necessary. You need someone that can hit the glass. And Alex Caravan is a guy that that seems like he checks a lot of those boxes, if not all of those boxes. And frankly, like this shouldn't be a surprise, right? Hurley Hurley's raved about him to anybody that would listen, right? He told us this uh, at Big East Media Day. He told me this when I wrote the Almanac in the offseason and I talked to him. And that was back in like July when I spoke with him for it. Uh, but seeing him step in and seamlessly 
adjust to the Division One level in his first two games as a Division One basketball player is something that should not be overlooked and not be uh, undervalued or understated. Like he's he's really really good. Um, I was concerned that there might be a learning curve for him once you actually got to you know real live competitive reps, uh, but. If you think about it, it's not that much of a surprise that he kind of stepped in and was ready to go, right? He's 20 years old. I know he's a freshman, but he just turned 20. He spent last semester working out with the team. He's essentially been on campus and been a Division One basketball player for nearly a full year now. Uh, he's ready. And, and you know, I, I think uh, a lot of the little things that he does are the things that really matter the most. Like, he's he's able to move the ball. He's able to swing the ball. When, it, when he catches it, he has... Uh, guard skills and a guard mindset on the perimeter. And I think that that matters from a format. Um, I think that it's also, you know, he's able to be not just a guy that can stand up there and make a shot, but he is a shooter, right? He's someone that you need to run off the line. He's, he's someone that uh, you, you need, you can run sets for. He's someone that can, you can manipulate the defense with his ability to shoot. Um, and I mean, look, that shooting percentage needs to come up. I think if you don't count shots that he's banked in, he's shooting just 20% from three. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not super concerned about that, right? Like that, that jump shot's going to come around. I think everyone that has seen him shoot understands like this is a dude that shoots with confidence. You're not going to shoot seven threes in a game playing for Dan Hurley if you haven't proven you have the ability to make threes. It's just, it's just that simple. Um, and I do think the importance of this is it will allow UConn to better match up with some of the better teams in the Big East and the better teams nationally. Uh, let's just let's think about it with this, right? Villanova, when they are at their best, they're going to have four big wings out there on the floor, right? They're going to have someone like a Brandon Slater essentially playing the floor, someone like a Cam Whitmore essentially playing the floor. When you're playing the four, when you're going up against Creighton, you're going to have Arthur Kaluma playing at the four who's six foot seven 225 makes threes an nba prospect right hurley has not had a true modern foreman that can slide into that four spot since he's been at uconn i don't think the closest thing was probably tyrese martin uh but he basically played the three all of last season right isaiah willie was the four last year if it wasn't him it was probably like i mean i think you can make the argument maybe tyler Polly, but like those neither of those two guys they can play that role but they're not a modern four. Alex Caravan is a modern four. And I also think that it's important to say that once Samson Johnson gets healthy, and, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but all of a sudden, not only can you play four around one if you need to with four shooters and four guys who are actually perimeter players, um, then you could, if you need to go big, you put Samson Johnson in there. You can go with one of these jumbo lineups, and all of a sudden you're getting every single offensive rebound when he's as athletic and aggressive as he is and Adama is a, as, as good as he's been. So um, it creates different looks, different lineups, different ways that you can match up with teams. And at the end of the day, you know, there's a reason why we say styles make fights. There's a reason why we say matchups are so important when it comes to March. And I think that this seeing what Caravan can be, it makes makes you kind of a little bit more matchup proof and matchup independent. And that is a big thing uh, for being able to make a run long term. Um, I love him. I think he's a very, very important player that is in the right places defensively, that moves in the right places defensively, that um, that that makes the right decision on the offensive end of the floor. I mean, you don't average 11 points, three boards and three assists by mistake. Right. So there is officially still room on the Alex Kara bandwagon. So jump on. And I'm sorry for that. I'll be here all week. Uh, all right. So I also want to talk about Adama Sonogo shooting improvement because it does seem like this is something that could be real. Um, he made two against BU. 
He shot three against BU, um, and he's shooting them with confidence, which is something that uh, looks 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 it looks better, right? Like he didn't have a great looking stroke. It's a little bit flat, and it's not something where like you're going to be wanting him running off of screens. Um, but I think the fact that he is making them, shooting them, and making them is really important for a number of reasons. But the biggest impact is the way that it will force teams to guard UConn with Adama on the floor, right? So I mentioned Creighton earlier. They are the team that UConn's going to have to go through if they want to win the Big East regular season or win the Big East tournament. Uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner is just a monster in the paint, right? 7'1", 250. He's big. He's strong. He is a very difficult. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's the reason why Creighton is a very difficult matchup for UConn because Adama Sanogo is not necessarily going to have any advantages against him on the block, right? I think that you would probably back Ryan Kalkbrenner to win that battle one-on-one if he was guarding Sanogo one-on-one on the block. Not only that, he is one of the best rim protectors in the sport, not just as a shot blocker, but just as a guy that is 7'1", 250 pounds, and understands how to be in the way. Um, I'm not saying like sitting there and taking charges, but he's just big and in the way. And... When Adama Sonogo is not a threat to score outside of like eight feet, I mean, Kalkbrenner never has to leave that area around the rim, right? There's no defense of three seconds. He can just kind of stay there and take up space and, and and make it difficult for guards that are trying to penetrate, make it difficult for anybody that's trying to get a free run at the rim. Um, and if Adama Sonogo isn't making shots from the perimeter, then Ryan Kalkbrenner has no reason to leave the paint or come away from the rim. But if Adama Sanogu is making threes, if he's someone that you cannot just let stand out there and shoot a wide open three, all of a sudden driving lanes open up. All of a sudden, when you have better shooters on the floor and Andre Jackson is able to get a step, he's going and dunking it instead of having to try to finish around Ryan Kalkbrenner. All of a sudden, you create more space in the paint. All of a sudden, you can drive. The weak side has to come over and help. There's a kick. There's a swing. There's a wide open three, a rhythm three, a catch and shoot standstill three. And those are the best threes that you can hit. It's a lot easier to make a, a three where you just catch it and shoot it than one where you have to run off like a staggered screen and one, two into it while you're running full speed. Like it just, you're going to get much easier threes, much easier looks. And I, it just, it opens up everything offensively. There's a reason why. When you look at the NBA and the best teams, they all have big guys that can make shots and space the floor and pull people out on the perimeter. It's it matters. It matters. And and, and honestly, like I don't even think Sonogo needs to make that many of them, right? He just needs to show the willingness to take them, 
and the ability to make them at a high enough clip that defenders have to come out and guard them. It's less the actual shot going in and more what the threat of being a good shooter does, right? It's the reason why we say shooters have gravity. They will pull defenses to them. It opens everything else up. And I'm I'm not going to, through two games and three shots, I'm not going to sit here and say I think he is a great shooter. I'm not even going to sit here and say this is something that's going to continue. It might just be two shots that he made in one game. We'll never see him make another three again. But that is a very, very, uh, that is a very good omen for UConn moving forward if Adama can make those shots. Uh, I also, you know, since we're talking about the big guys and we're talking about Sonogo, I think it's really important for UConn how good Donovan Klingon has looked. Um, it looks like he is going to be ready to compete at the Big East level immediately, right off the jump, right now. Being good against teams that have six foot seven uh, big guys is like one thing, right? Um, I kind of want to see him do it against someone like an Oklahoma State who has Musa Cisse at the five, someone like a, a Florida who has Colin Castleton at the five. Those are all uh, all conference players. Was uh, Cisse was a big uh, the Big Twelve Player of the Year? I'm sorry, the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year. Um, so I, you need to see it against them first. But the early returns look great, and I'll tell you this much. Um, he is big enough and he moves well enough that I don't think that it's a fluke, right? I, I think that he's going to be, he's going to be very good for UConn this year. And if that means that Sonogo can sit for 10, 12, 14 minutes a night early on in the season, if that means during big East play, instead of having to play Sonogo 35 minutes, 38 minutes, you can play him 26 minutes, 28 minutes. All of a sudden, that means his legs are going to last longer. All of a sudden, that means at the end of games, he's going to be fresher. All of a sudden, that means in March, he's not going to be as physically worn down. One, uh, I've made this point over and over again. One thing that we saw in the in the Big East tournament down the stretch was that Sonogo just wasn't finishing as well as he normally does around the basket. Some of that had to do with defenses. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he just it was a long season and he was just physically worn out by the end of the year. Klingon is going to help that problem. Um, the point guard spot that is obviously going to be a huge question mark all season long. There is no RJ Cole in this roster. We've been over this. And I think that the goal long-term is to have Andre Jackson uh, kind of take over that role, at least for large portions of games and large portions of the season. Um, I'd be lying if I wasn't still somewhat concerned about the fact that Tristan Newton, who was the guy that we brought in to save this, uh, and answer these questions has four assists and six turnovers um, in two games against competition that he should be kind of overwhelming. Right. Um, but he's a smart player. He can get to the line. He makes the right passes. He just doesn't have that level of pop yet that where he can get all the way to the rim. Right. He doesn't have that level of explosiveness where he can get turn a corner and it's bam, one, two step. And he's at the rim and he's finishing. He's at the rim and he's dunking on somebody. He's, he's not that kind of a player. Uh, so he's he's a valuable piece especially if he's making shots because you can kind of play him off the ball and he allows you to have a little bit more different lineup rotations and lineup looks and, and look at the end of the day he's still averaging 10 points right like he's he's a good basketball player that averaged 17 5 and 5 last season he's a good piece to have in the program i'm just i'm not convinced that he is the guy that that necessarily he was brought in to be i was not in the offseason i haven't seen anything yet from two games that would make me believe that he will be uh, but that's where Hassan Diara uh, comes into the conversation, comes into the equation, because I I think he's looked he's looked really promising through two games. 
Um, he's a big time penetrator. He's athletic. He can get to the rim. He can create off the bounce. I think he has 13 assists in, uh, in the two games so far. And, you know, the fact that he's able to create easy shots for teammates is something that really, really, really matters for this group. And let me explain to you why. There are a lot of players on this team that can finish off an action, finish off a play, finish off a set, finish off whatever. There are guys that can make shots. There are guys that can come off of screens, dribble into a pull-up. There are guys like Klang and Sonogo who you get them a seal in the post, they catch, they turn, they lay it over their shoulder, layup, easy, right? There's guys that can finish duckings. There's guys that can catch lobs. There's a lot of guys that can finish plays and that can score when whatever Hurley draws up or whatever set that he calls can create an open look. And, and look, the thing about Hurley is he's very good at finding a way to create actions that get guys good shots, right? There are also a lot of very good coaches that are very good defensively that know how to take away a lot of those sets and a lot of those actions. One of those things we saw, uh, I'm going to keep going back to this against Providence. Um, the game Snogo was out. Switch everything. All of a sudden, all the stuff that you run gets taken away. You got to find a way to go beat them on your own. I mean, I think that the best example of teams that would do this was was Duke back in the mid, early and mid-2000s where they just had the best athletes on the floor. They switched everything defensively. They guard you out to 45 feet, and they basically said, we think that we are better one-on-one no matter what the matchup is than you are, and we're going to try to defend you that way. You're not going to be able to run offense. You have to beat us off the bounce. And I think that if there are there's nobody that can kind of create that shot for UConn this season, that is going to be something that we see quite a bit this year. Now, it's also important to note the game against Providence that we're referring to, Sonogo didn't play. And when you have uh, when you have a guy as dominant and as physical inside, one having the pressure release of a post pressure release of a post touch, and two having a guy that can take advantage of any kind of switch is is really important, um, and, and is the way that you can win. Um, but I think that I think that going back to DR, I think that having DR out there is the guy that can uh, take advantage of some of those mismatches. He's the guy that can get by a defender, get into the lane, and create a closeout somewhere. He's the guy when the offense gets bogged down and defenses are playing well that can that can make something happen because of his ability to get in the paint. Uh, I I I don't I want to see it against more high caliber competition before I'm fully bought in on that. Um, and regardless of what he is, like the, he's still a guy that averaged six and two last season. So I don't think that he's necessarily going to come in and be, you know, this, this guy that can get you uh 10.6 assists every game, but that threat matters. Right. And it's also important to note, he's made two threes this year uh, when defenders go under ball screens, which makes it easier to be able to turn those corners for him and easier to be able to get in the lane. So that's something to watch for moving forward. Uh, But here's my single biggest takeaway from these two games. It's that I still don't think we really have any idea what this team's ceiling is yet. Um, On Friday against Boston University, only two players that played any kind of reasonable time last season played in the game one of them was Adama Sonogo he had 27 to 15 the other was Richie, Richie Springs who I mean Frank he actually played pretty well he had a couple offensive rebounds a couple of nice passes got into the lane um but Andre Jackson still hasn't played Jordan Hawkins still hasn't played or uh, still hasn't scored he's only played nine minutes in two games um Samson Johnson is uh as Hurley said on I think it was Sunday maybe it was Saturday he is quote out weeks maybe more so that's three starters and the two guys, and probably the three guys that you can look at as the biggest breakout uh, 
breakout stars on the team, right? Hurley told me at Big East Media Day, he is betting big on having Jordan Hawkins and and uh Jordan Hawkins and Andre Jackson having big breakout seasons. That's what's going to make UConn very, very good this year. And Samson Johnson is the most athletic guy on the roster, was probably the highest ceiling as a pro, if you can kind of put it together. Remember, someone uh someone that was at the Virginia UConn scrimmage told me that he thinks Tyrus Thomas, uh Stroh Miles Swift, that kind of uh that kind of ability is not, you know, it's in, within the range of outcomes for Samson Johnson. There's very few guys that you could say are that good. Um, and that brings me to my next point. I, I usually hate it when UConn loads up on, on, I hate it when everybody loads up on buy games, right? Um, I would rather uh, see big early conference games and a lot more of them, but man, it is such a blessing for UConn right now that they're playing against teams that they can beat without being at full strength. And with so many new fl- faces on the floor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For, for a couple of reasons. One, you don't have to worry about not having three starters against, you know, if they were playing Florida on Friday, Florida is a really good team. Um, and that would be a very difficult matchup for them. If they were playing against Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State is going to be a top five defense in college basketball this year. Imagine dealing with that with all these new pieces without having Andre Jackson, without having Jordan Hawkins. Right. Um, so you, you're you're getting some of these uh, these games where you're missing players out of the way where you don't need them to win necessarily. And then where they're, you know, it, the, whatever the performance is, is not necessarily going to impact what your seeding could be, right? If you lose to Florida and Oklahoma State um, without those guys, and all of a sudden maybe that that kind of impacts what your seed could be because you didn't land some of those big non-conference, out-of-conference wins. Um, but the other point is that you're getting more live action reps for some of these younger faces and some of these new guys uh, against opponents that aren't just like, practice players or walk-ons or teammates wearing uh, practice jerseys that are the other color. Um, you're getting them real game minutes against real opponents in real live action with real officials, with real television cameras on, on real broadcast networks um, with real John Fanta sitting there calling the games. Um, so it, it's getting those guys reps. It, 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 it's getting them more comfortable. It's just making them ready to, to play, right? At like everybody needs reps. That's the difference between uh, freshmen and sophomores at the end of the day. So, with that in mind, um, let's talk about some of these upcoming opponents. I think Buffalo is probably the the mid-major team that you need to keep an eye on. Uh, they beat a really, really good Colgate program uh, in their first game of the season, 88-87 to 87 at home. And then they turned around and somehow lost by 35 points at home to a James Madison team that I don't think anybody is looking at and saying they are world beaters. So um, the one thing I will say about Buffalo is they are known as a program that plays really, really fast. Loves to be, loves to get up tempo. Loves to uh, pound the offensive glass. Um, they are, I mean, look, that's just what they do, right? They press. They try to force turnovers. They try to get offensive rebounds. They 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 love ISO ball. They have four really talented guards on their team. Um, and through two games, they are leading the nation in uh, in, in possessions per game. Um, I also think it's important to note they lost five starters off of last year's team. 
Um, and their best players right now, the team or the two guys that came in expected to be their best players is one, a transfer from a division two program and two, a transfer from, um, a junior college program. Um, they're long and athletic up front. None of their bigs have the size of physicality to be able to deal with Sonogo and Klingon. Uh, their starting center is a kid named Geneva Smith, who's six, nine, 200 pounds. Uh, Laquil Hardness is, um, is 6'8", 205, and he's the he's a returner. They have a freshman named Isaac Jack, who's 6'11", 250, but he's playing just 10 minutes a game. Um, and I'd be willing to back uh, Sonogo to and Klingon to be able to kind of eat that dude up on the block if they need to. Uh, they're going to play four guards, and it's going to be a really good test to see how our four-out system works with, with Caravan out there. Can he guard some of these quicker, more athletic guys? Um, all four of them are between six, four and six, six, which is going to create some mismatches. Like they're big, they're strong, they're physical, they're good in isolation. Uh, their best player is probably this kid named Zid Powell. Uh, he had 24, five and five against Colgate. Um, Armani Foster, uh, is probably the most talented player of the group. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a really good test to see how well these guards can handle situations like this. Um, and the pressure too, right? They're going to be climbing up in UConn, 94 feet. Uh, they're going to be trying to force turnovers, so it's going to be a nice little, uh, nice little challenge for some of the new point guards on the roster. They should be able to get it done. They should be able to cover. Ken Palm has it as a twenty-one point win for UConn, so um, I don't think that there's necessarily that huge of a threat to get picked off. But I mean, Buffalo is Buffalo. The MAC is the MAC, and and there's some good players on that roster. I'm not all that concerned about UNC Wilmington and Delaware State. We'll get there when we get there. Um, I don't want to talk too much about them yet, but the latter is traditionally one of the worst programs in America. And while the Seahawks gave UNC a bit of a scare in the season opener, um, and Takeo Siddle is a really, really good coach, uh, buy games are buy games for a reason. Um, I think we should also here at this point mention some of the bigger non-conference uh, opponents UConn has. I talked about Oklahoma State. Uh, they lost at home in the opener, but I watched that game. Southern Illinois is going to be the team in the Missouri Valley this year. I think that they are like, a top 35, top 40 kind of a program this season. Uh, it's not the worst loss in the world. Um, Oklahoma State kind of struggled. Like, they they were who they were, right? They were really good defensively for about 35 minutes. Uh, they have scoring issues. They have shooting issues. They have offensive issues. And down the stretch, that really got exposed. Their, their defense wasn't able to force turnovers the way that they normally do because Southern Illinois has really good, really old, really experienced guards. And it just kind of ended up being a situation where SIU made more shots down the stretch than Oklahoma State did. Um, but those are two uh, – I'm not – don't look at that Oklahoma State team as being horrible just because they lost this game. That is still a very good, uh, very good uh, Cowboys team that is elite defensively. Um, Oregon, they got smoked by UC Irvine, and it looks like once again there are some cohesiveness issues uh, on that your Oregon roster. They were down by twenty-seven. It was fifty-seven to thirty with ten minutes left in that game. Uh, they're still talented, but like this is a game that UConn probably should and and probably should expect to win. Uh, I, for my money, um, depending on what happens in the PK 85, I don't want to project out there, but I think Florida might end up being the best team that we play before 2023 starts. Uh, they look Kyle Lofton stud at the point, um, Colin Castleton stud at the five. They have three wings that are six, six to six, eight, all athletic, all switchable, all long, all have some level of potential, uh, as a pro, um, I'm including Villanova in that conversation. We'll talk a little bit more about Villanova on another day. I don't think that they are that good, but. Uh, I've kept you guys here long for not kept you guys here long enough. 
I got to get ready to go to Indianapolis. We're going to the Champions Classic. Then we're heading down to Austin for Texas against Gonzaga. So it's going to be a busy week, uh, but hopefully on Thursday or Friday. I have a, I have a couple feelers out for interviews. I don't want to say who it is yet, but they should be really good ones if we can find a way to lock this down. And next week, we're going to be coming back again uh, with a preview of the PK85 more in depth and uh, hopefully one interview um, with some uh, some people that UConn fans are going to want to hear about. So until then, go Huskies, and we'll see you guys again next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.